meditating on this word this week. How many of you have been going through a little bit of stress and testing the last few days, last week, year, month? <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> you know, we decided to move our offices from where we were, which was about five beautiful huge rooms into one room in our home. So that was the garage. So we, before we had to convert the garage and take out the doors and put in glass doors and move everything out of the garage into your house so we don't have a garage anymore, can you imagine all the changes that had to be made? So it was quite hectic, quite busy, and there's been quite a lot of testing. But in the middle of all this, there's two things that, that God has been showing me um, in the last weeks, um, but particularly this week. And it's something that, you know, we kind of know, but I just um, feel that we need a new revelation of it. And, um, and it came firstly by looking at Linda. Linda's... Um, <laughs> From time to time, she's, she's looking at the grandchildren. If you just turn on the next slide here. Very, very, very poor projector, this. Um, but Linda's always got one grandchild or another in her life. And she's always holding on to them or looking. When the grandchildren arrive, Linda follows them around like this. You know, looking exactly where they are. Um, so they're never far from her eye and from her arms. Never far from her eye and her arms. They run this way, they run that way, especially if they decide they're going to run around the pool or something like that. She's always embracing them in her lap and her eye is always upon her. And uh, just go to the next one, I'll just get these little slides. Yeah. So, and I mean, when her eyes upon them, where are the grandchildren's eyes? They're upon, they're upon the grandparent or the mother sometimes, but mostly the grandparent. <laughs> But you know, their eyes are upon the, mo the mother or the father. Their eyes are upon the grandparent. And I, and I notice, you know, Linda and myself as well, and all grandparents, our eyes are upon them. And just in case that uh, everybody just got flicked to the next one, thinks that we're going to focus on those two. Now, they're all our grandchildren. They're the whole lot. Okay. So, yeah, thanks, Peter. I'm just going to stop with that. And then I, I realized that a revelation comes to me that even as I, as a grandparent, Linda, you, parents, look at your children. Um, if your children started running around the pool, you'd really start focusing on them. This week we had them on um, afternoon running around the pool and um, your eyes really upon them. I, I realize that God sees us in the same way. God sees us. And not only does he see us, but he also wants to hold us. He also wants to protect us. He also wants to allow us to trust him. But he sees us and he wants to refresh us. Because in the middle of this season that I've gone through, it's been quite hectic. It's been quite traumatic in many ways. And some of you have also been going through some uh, traumatic times. But God not only sees us, not only wants to protect us, but he wants to refresh us. His eyes are upon us. There's a beautiful scripture, and I'm going to read some scriptures to you if you just want to take these down, or I can send you a copy of the notes, it's fine. Second Chronicles in chapter 16, verse 9, says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show his might on behalf of those whose hearts are blameless towards him. That scripture really began to really, you know, catch my heart in the in the recent weeks, 
The eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Just as when the children come to us, Linda's eyes are running to and fro. You know, are they there? Are they there? Is the gate closed? Is the door open? You know, do you need this food? Do you need food? Runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show his might on behalf of those whose heart are blameless towards him. And in the New Living Testament version, it says, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Isn't that amazing that we can get this revelation? See, we can read it, I can speak it to you, but you've got to close your eyes for a moment and say, thank you, Lord, your eyes are upon me now. You have searched me out. You have looked for me. If I'm that way or this way, you have searched me out to show your might, to strengthen me at this time. We are refreshed when we are strengthened by God. We are refreshed when we have the hope that God sees us. In Psalm 33, 18, it says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. It's on those who hope in his steadfast love. In 1 Peter, it says, For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous, Psalm 34 says, his ears towards their cry. In the message it says, God keeps an eye on his friends. And his ears pick up every time they come to him in prayer. His ears pick up. Now remember the Israelites. They were under immense pressure when they were in captivity in Egypt. They were slaves. They were badly treated. They were mercilessly killed, you know. And yet in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people. Here you can turn the lights back on your I've seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings, and I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. God sees. Say, God sees. God sees me. God is seeking me out. He knows where I am. He hears my cry. God sees me. We have to come to this revelation. Sometimes we feel we're just going through life, you know, through the mercies of, through the, through the, 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 the times of life and there's no hope for us. But God sees. God sees. God saw Moses and he led him and the Israelites through the desert. God saw Jehoshaphat when, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of soldiers were coming against him. And, and when Jehoshaphat taught him, taught him, God saw. When David faced Goliath, God saw. You know, and God sees you. God sees you. Say, God sees me. I've been saying this to myself over and over and over again and getting the revelation, God, his eyes are upon me. Jesus came because God saw our affliction. He came to set us free and to deliver us. And today God sees us. 
He sees us in our weariness. He sees us when we're taking strain. He sees us in our struggles. He sees us in our loneliness. He sees us in our fear, in our sickness. He sees us in our rejection. And when he sees us, he says, I have come to set you free. And I believe God wants to refresh us. What is refreshing? Well, refreshing means to strengthen, to restore hope, to renew energy, vitality, to give new peace, joy, vision, purpose. Sometimes we need refreshing in all these areas, refreshing in our purpose, refreshing in our energy. Refreshing in our hope, in our peace, in our joy. You know, we need it, in fact, on a continual basis. Because you leak joy. You leak peace. You know, you have it and by the end of the day it's gone because of all the struggles and the pressures of life. You know. So God wants to continually refresh us. How do we how do you refresh your mind and your heart and your soul? Well, let's look back again at a time when there was a group of people who were also under tremendous pressure. Okay, Jesus had just died. He'd been crucified. And the disciples were in a complete traumatic state. They were stressed. They'd seen the crucifixion. Can you imagine seeing crosses if you drove down Main Road warm and you saw people being crucified? I mean, we think we are in stress. You know, people being mercilessly just killed. They see the death of Jesus. They were subject to Roman oppression. Do you remember when at the birth of Jesus, every young boy below the age of two years old, every boy was killed? That's the kind of intense pressure they, they were going through. You know, just think of that season. Think of the last 30 years of your life. Think of the 30 years that they lived in since Jesus had been born, when every soldiers came and killed every young boy. You know, the church was in confusion. There was persecution. And then it says, on the evening of that day, after Jesus had risen again, on the evening of that day, because now they can't find his body. They don't actually know what's going on. So there was more trauma. But on the evening of that day, it says the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. He came and stood among them. Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Because why? He came and was in their midst and they realized he is here. He sees us again. There is hope. There is hope. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. How do we receive refreshing? Well, Jesus came to his disciples and he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, to receive the Holy Spirit, you've got to know God sees you. See, initially, for me, this was two different sermons. And then as I was preparing this yesterday, I realized, no, you, I, don't, I don't receive the Holy Spirit. I don't walk in that faith until I know God sees me. And Jesus came and stood in the midst, eyeball to eyeball. You know, for him to breathe, and if I had to breathe on you now, I'd have to come close to you, you'd see my eyes and you'd feel my breath. He was in their midst. <clears throat> they knew that he saw them. 
and then he breathed on them and received and he said receive the holy spirit be refreshed at this time in all of our lives many of you come for healing and you going through different challenges you need to just close your eyes a minute just close your eyes with me a minute and say thank you lord that you see me that you breathe upon me to receive your holy spirit thank you for your refreshing that comes right now and then in acts chapter 2 they were in the upper room and the holy spirit came bodily upon them and uh, they began to speak in other tongues and you know what this broken terrified group of men walk out of that room and 3,000 people give their lives to the Lord healing start taking place why they couldn't just do it they had to know God sees them and they had to be refreshed with the power of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit brought a supernatural refreshing and that's what we need today because there are fears, there are anxieties, there are tensions. And the whole, only the Holy Spirit can bring that supernatural refreshing. Supernatural peace, hope, joy and empowering to our lives that are faced with all kinds of challenges. The Holy Spirit brings that supernatural refreshing. And when they were refreshed, he, they didn't then wait for six months to be restored. They were refreshed by the Holy Spirit and then Jesus says now go into the, all the world. Go into all the world. And guess what? We are in all the world. Jesus has sent us as well. Sometimes we think we're too tired for all the world. But Jesus has sent us into the, all the world in spite of the stress that we face. Why? To bring God's refreshing. He sends us into all the world to be in all the world, to be in your place of work, to be in your situation. Why? To walk in His refreshing and to bring refreshing through the supernatural empowering of the Holy Spirit. To bring God's refreshing, which comes through the Holy Spirit, which comes through salvation, which comes, which comes through the Word you know, and the Spirit of God. God's eyes, say that with me, say this with me, God's eyes are upon me. He wants to breathe upon me, to refresh me by the Holy Spirit. Now, we need to meditate on this as a permanent picture in your mind. As you leave, on, as you leave here today, you need to walk out here and you need to see, say to yourself every moment of the day, picture it, God's eyes are upon me. God's eyes are upon me. God's eyes are upon me. He's breathing upon me. I'm being refreshed in the Holy Spirit. This needs to be a continual um, confession, a continual expression of faith and a continual experience of truth. You see, because it's not something that we have done. God has done this. His eye is upon us. He has chosen to come down and to deliver us, just like he delivered the Israelites. Just as Jesus came and, and brought hope to those disciples, he has chosen his eyes upon us. He wants to breathe upon us. He wants to give us the Holy Spirit and he gives us the spirit of peace. He gives that empowering. Now to reinforce that, obviously we need to be in the word because the word refreshes. The word refreshes. So we need to be in the word. We need to have all your scriptures there. 
And I started, I mean, you know, it's, it's impossible for me to put on all the scriptures that will refresh you. But just take Psalm 27, which says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom or what shall I be afraid? You see, now there's the word that refreshes. You're facing different things. You're facing different medical issues and financial issues and different things. This is the, the Lord is my light. Say, the Lord is my light. And my salvation in my situation in my in my physical being in my financial being in my family whom shall I fear the Lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall I be afraid God has destined me to be refreshed and to bring refreshing in the power of his Holy Spirit Psalm 23, 6, I love this one because there's a song also that I've just been listening to over and over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Say, surely goodness, goodness and, mercy and mercy are following me, shall follow me all the days of my life. Close your eyes. Look around you. Can you see goodness and mercy all around you, following you? Not only following you, but going before you. Goodness and mercy goes before you, follows me, goes before me, surrounds me all the days of my life. Psalm 119 says, your word is a lamp to my feet. You see, when we declare these words, it becomes a lamp to our feet. A light to our path. Allow God's word to continually refresh your mind, refresh your heart, refresh your soul, so that you can walk in the truth and the revelation of what God is saying. Praising God refreshes you. Praising God, you know, and every one of these are a sermon, but these are just the keys as I, we're talking about refreshing. Praising God moves God's hand. Praising God moves our heart. A thankful heart overcomes hopelessness. Praising God refreshes. And then we here to refresh one another, you know, in Philemon, and I was just, it was one of my readings during this week. In Philemon, uh, Paul is talking, he says, I have derived, Philemon 1 verse 7, he says, I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. The hearts and the saints have been refreshed through you. Paul tells Philemon that he has refreshed the hearts of the saints. And later on in the same chapter, Paul says, he asks him, he says, come, Philemon, and come and refresh my heart as well. So we're here to refresh one another's hearts. How? By spending time with people that you love, who love you, whether it's family or friends, and continually be aware to encourage, continually be aware to inspire, to serve, and to refresh one another. Refresh one another. Right now the Holy Spirit is refreshing. He's refreshing. He's cleaning out you know, um, he's cleaning out cobwebs, he's cleaning out dirty areas, he's cleaning out areas where you're stuck, he's cleaning out uh, places where you could not see, you, you have not been able to see the future. I cannot finish this without just ending on this thing here. It says that, that, that mercy and forgiveness refreshes. 
mercy and forgiveness refreshes because mercy involves extending love and mercy to someone who has wronged or hurt you. It clears the way for restoration. It clears the way to bring refreshing. We cannot expect to be refreshed if we continue to walk in unforgiveness and bitterness. John 7, 37, on the last day of the feast, the, Jesus stood up and proclaimed, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. This is refreshing. See the river, this, we've written a whole book on this. You know, see the river of mercy just flowing from, it says, flows from the throne of God through the cross into your life, down from your head, down, 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 every part of your body, and then just flowing out of your heart. Out of your heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now, this is said about the Spirit which those who believed in Him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given. The river of mercy flowing from the throne of God through the cross into and through our lives continually refreshes continually refreshes and then finally god what you see you want to be refreshed you want to walk in this truth you have to we have to guard what we see and what we focus on you know whether it's the news or magazines or what we see and what we hear from people around us um, we have to guard it you know, some beautiful scriptures in that as well. You know, Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills from where my help comes from. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. When you lift up your eyes, what do you see? You see, sometimes we see all the issues around us and we see the pains in our bodies. And it says, when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Matthew 17, 8. And so I want you to just close your eyes again for a moment and lift up your eyes and see Jesus. His eyes are focused towards you. Can you see his eyes looking at you? Can you see his eyes looking at you? Just feel the, his breath beginning to blow towards you. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is sound, your whole body will be sound. Your whole body will be full of light. When it is not sound, your body is full of darkness. And then what we need is this, I felt to add this in Luke 11, verse 34, it says, And immediately something like scales fell from their eyes. I trust and pray, Lord, that those same scales that have kept us blind in different areas would fall off our eyes right now. It says, And scales fell off the man's eyes who was blind, and it says he received his sight, and he rose and was baptized. And I'll tell you what, in many areas we've been blinded by the world. We've been blinded by our thought processes, we've been blinded by the struggles and the strains of life and what other people have treated us, etc., etc., and just like that physically blind man, we can say, Lord, remove the scales of my eyes that I can see you looking at me. I can feel your breath blowing over me, that you see me and you want to refresh me in the power of your Holy Spirit. God's eyes are upon you. 
God wants to breathe on you. He wants to refresh you by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Let's just meditate on it. Thank you, Lord. Your eyes are upon me. You're looking at me. You seek me out. You'll never be in a place where God can't see you. He will seek you out wherever you are. Whether you're in the shops or you're sleeping or you're rushing or you're whatever, God's eyes are upon you. It depends whether we open our eyes to receive it so that our faith can be strengthened and we can stand in the truth of that. And not only are his eyes upon us, but he, his eyes are upon us. He sent Jesus, because his eyes are upon us, to set us free, to deliver us and to bring us into salvation. To empower us, to refresh us. And he wants to refresh you by the Holy Spirit. No matter where you are, no matter what situation, we can look at, you know, go through all those things I mentioned, whether it's Moses or David standing in front of Goliath, you know. Or it's Jehoshaphat standing in front of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of men, an army that wanted to attack them. What do you see? They saw their deliverer. Jesus the deliverer. God wants to refresh you today. Whatever your situation is.